0: you ready for the end of the world you are listening to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle again the circle of family the circle of being the Uh, circle of friends yes (laughs) wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of mother earth You are listening to your community spirit on your community radio station. This is Ord Energy Mon.
1: And this is Treesaw.
0: And we are here live. Next week I'll be gone, so maybe I'll call in. And I won't be live, (laughs) because I'll be calling in, right? Yeah. I'll be be. kind of um, undead,
1: right? (laughs) Yeah, you'll be undead. Right here on WDBX.
0: Because I will be free. I'll just have to remember, um, well... No, this week I'll be teaching a class. The week after, I'll be in um, California, and my conference ends Thursday night. So I could just remember that it's two hours difference.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then through the power of technology, you will be on the radio. Maybe. We'll
0: see (laughs) if the power of us can make the technology. (laughs) Yeah. So if you would like to listen to our show at other times... Yourcommunityspirit.org dot is where we archive the show. If you would like to send us happenings, thoughts, ideas, money, what else can you send an email? You can send money an email. I figured it out. You know? Yeah, you
1: can. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a
0: link to like you know, a credit card. Well, you could send a credit card number, but then there's also links to bank accounts and different yeah. things. So
1: yeah, there's lots of ways to send money.
0: <laughs> um, oh info at your community spirit dot and of course we're on facebook your community spirit so lots of ways you can interact with us let's interact with your ears
1: yes through the radio waves <laughs> all right uh, let's get on to some of the news for the day uh this is about the refinery fire i heard about this the refinery fire in richmond has affected thousands of people and many of them ventured out of uh out to the town hall meeting where chevron officials were present Uh, chevron is the company that owns the refinery Uh, many crowded the stage uh, asking questions and paying uh, asking questions and paying for doctors visits the effect on their crowded families and their animals and what can be done to fix the warning systems
0: apparently no alarm went off at all
1: yeah no alarm went off people just saw a big cloud of smoke over it and said oh I guess we're probably breathing in uh, nasty chemicals.
0: Nobody thought that. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's a fire. Hope they get that out before it gets to me because it's not in my backyard. Yeah, it's not
1: in my backyard, so it's fine. But I see it drifting. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) Well, the more it drifts, the more questions they ask. Uh, But, yeah, almost 1,000 people ended up going to the hospital due to the fire. And this was in California.
0: Yeah, Richmond, California. Chicago is riled up over the use of tif That's uh, tax... Let me see. I forget. TIF districts are where they make it so businesses don't pay taxes in that area. Yeah. So, um, Chicago's riled up over the use of TIF funds to develop a hotel while schools around the new hotel are losing money and cutting budgets due to the lack of TIF funding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was an editorial laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm supposed to be impartial. We're
1: sneaking editorial laughs every now and then.
0: Many are upset over an obvious l- conflict of interest as one of the school board members is associated with the Hyatt Hotels. She's either an owner or something employed with the company receiving the funds. It's actually not clear from this article. Um, Occupy is heavily involved with the protests but are not in the majority, actually, of the activists. So... um I mean, there's actually, um, if you get our newsletter, we actually have um, a video of the protest. Mm. And the third link is to the Chicago Teachers Solidarity Campaign, which actually shows the dates, times, location, and other information concerning the upcoming events. (laughs) So... um,
1: I don't know. Which is more important, though, hotels or schools? I mean, hotels, which will promote more business?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't the whole idea of a TIF district is to try to get people, Get money in, right? Yeah, I mean, try to get a business to move into downtown and revitalize and bring money into that area. Yeah, but if they're,
1: I mean, everybody knows that schools don't do anything for neighborhoods. Oh, that's true. Bunch of I uh, never thought of snot that. Not those kids running around. Yeah, what do schools do for us? <laughs> they only create the next generation of uh humans to oh, inhabit the planet.
0: <laughs> see, I thought you were being serious. Yeah, no, it's
1: like <laughs> I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I think we should actually, you know, educate children. <laughs> it's one of those ra- those radical ideas I have. You know, let's let's educate the next generation. Why is generation. that
0: radical? I thought uh, education was our number one commodity in the United States of
1: America. <laughs> well, it, it's it's an interesting thing. If you judge by how we treat uh, teachers and and schools and all that, you wouldn't guess it.
0: So, college is our number one because people pay for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, people pay for colleges. Okay,
0: so it's until you get to college, education is.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's an editorial like, yeah, yeah, word. Yeah. All right, so let's see some uh, other news here. Uh, a man has been charged with being an accessory after the fact in the murder of a man at the Occupy Oakland encampment last year. I remember us uh, discussing that story here on Your Community Spirit. Uh, he's also going to be tra- uh, standing trial for sexually assaulting a woman five days after the murder. He could not be charged with murder because a lack of proof of knowledge uh he had given his gun to the man who actually committed the murder but prosecutors could not determine he knew the man would kill
0: it's uh, like here take this gun yeah don't kill anybody
1: yeah here's a yeah here's a gun don't kill anybody with it good luck with that <laughs> like, uh yeah uh so yeah if you if you read our newsletter you can get a link on more information on the charges and uh, the whole situation
0: in las vegas Drivers called 911 with increasingly frequency after billboards were altered to read things like "Dying for Work" and "Hope You're Happy, Wall Street." It really wasn't the billboards themselves that made drivers call in, but rather the mannequins hanging from them in an attempt to look to simulate the look of suicide. The companies that owned the billboards w- worked quickly to remove the dummies, worried that traffic problems or accidents could result from the distraction. It is not known who put the signs and the dummies up, but the companies want to find out, calling it, of course, quote unquote, vandalism. It is unclear whether any crimes other than vandalism have been committed. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would be distracting, you know, thinking you're seeing someone hanging from a billboard there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would, yeah. I mean, I wonder if the images. I mean the messages get stuck to people in stu- people's minds too with it now.
1: Yeah. I mean it, it probably makes it more memorable.
0: Well, I I remember seeing one where um what was it? Um a Halloween was it Halloween trick where the ladder had fallen over and someone's hanging from the edge of the roof?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was a
0: fake. Yeah. <laughs> but like people got into accidents and, you know, frequently called the police to say there's a person hanging from the edge of the roof <laughs> yeah and so they had to take down that you know but it was i remember seeing the picture and it was just literally you know a mannequin hanging from the edge of the roof and the ladder had fallen over and it looked like they were like doing the the lights
1: <laughs> yeah they were putting up the lights and they fell <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so uh, well here's uh here's a pretty interesting story at occupy Easton. Uh, an Occupy Easton protester has been charged with attempted bank robbery for carrying two signs, one of which read, you're being robbed. The other sign read, give a man a gun, he can rob a bank. Give a man a bank, and he can rob a country. Okay, wait a second.
0: All he was doing was carrying these signs, and yeah. he's been charged with attempted robbery of a bank?
1: Yeah. It, it's... Clearly, they I mean, misread the signs. That,
0: that's even a quote.
1: Yeah. I've yeah. seen that quote floating around. I, I don't remember if it's some famous person or just an Internet meme, but, uh, you know, give a man a gun, he can rob a bank. Give a man a bank, and he can rob a country. I remember it, it being some famous person, but I don't remember who, and the sign didn't say. But it's, it's clearly talking about the issue of uh, banks robbing people. But they, because it had the word rob in it, it you know, they thought he was talking about people robbing banks and him robbing a bank.
0: Well, this is why he, he actually went into the bank and the teller believed he was robbing them. Yeah, they pressed the panic pressed button. The panic
1: button. So, and, then, and then it's the sort of thing, once they've pressed the panic button, they've got to, uh, you know, follow through. <laughs> there's, like, procedures.
0: So they had to arrest him and charge him. Yeah. But, I mean...
1: So hopefully, though, it will become clear with those signs that he was just... Uh, you know doing a protest
0: why would he go into the bank though i mean that yeah that, like pro that isn't isn't that like trespassing i mean
1: yeah well it's sort of like you know the whole thing about like making uh jokes about bombs in the airport you know like it's just <laughs> it's you know even if you're making some statement about you know security or that sort of thing it it, it could be misinterpreted
0: so the guy actually faces two charges one a charge of attempted bank robbery and terroristic threatening, and the second a charge of disorderly conduct. Yeah, like you know, he won he's like, oh, sorry, and he wanted to leave the bank, and they wouldn't let him leave. <laughs>
1: uh, like, yeah,
0: he's <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to rob the bank. Let me leave, and they were like, nope, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah, and they, in that case, you know, they should let him leave, and or you know, I, I could see you know possibly sticking with the disorderly conduct if they thought, oh, he was intentionally creating fear in people, but. uh it, it, it seems like he was just protesting. All right, so let's see. Uh, where is it? The next thing is, uh, oh, yeah, the, the one-year anniversary of Occupy is quickly approaching.
0: It's interesting. It's pretty much taken over a lot of um, the conversation. Yeah. And it hasn't even been really a movement that's been around uh, even a year now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's strange to think about that. It hasn't even been a year, but it's becoming a year now. Uh yeah, and it came on the scene so quickly, too. You know, it went from, you know, one one event in, on Wall Street itself to all around the country and around the world.
0: So if you would like to see, uh, OccupyWallStreet.org is getting ready and so you can see some plans for the one-year anniversary. Now, there is this movie, I'm doing, you know, quote-unquote movie that is coming out, unmasking... Mm-hmm. It's called Occupy Unmasked, and, and here, straight from their website, you're saying it just kind of spontaneously happened. Uh, yeah. This movie is saying that it didn't; that it was a very organized. Um, anyway, straight uh-huh. from their website, while the liberal establishment and mainstream media portray the Occupy Wall Street movement as organic and nonviolent, I think you just became the mainstream media, according to this quote. <laughs> yeah. Occupy Unmask reveals the sinister, organized, and highly orchestrated nature of its leader and their number one goal, not to change government, but to destroy it. <laughs> and, I mean, you should go just to see the trailer, because it's very inflammatory and showing <laughs> people tearing things down and cussing. And, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, I do want to see the trailer, because I've, I've, I've seen those sorts of portrayals of, you know... Uh, uh, activists before. It's, it's, it's always entertaining. And, you know, I'm sure they'll come up with their theories of how exactly it was funded and, you know, that sort of thing.
0: So you can watch the trailer at com, And um, I personally laughed halfway through it when they tried to make Anonymous look bad, and they misspelled Anonymous.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're making that's in the trailer. look bad. Yeah. yeah, if that's in the trailer, imagine the, the caliber of the movie itself.
0: Well, I want to watch it just to see, like, you know... It, I mean, it was so exciting because it was, like, like there was one picture of a guy, like, taking his pants down and rubbing it on a, <laughs> a,
1: a Oh, yeah, car. that was a famous incident, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and they're showing, like, you know... Um, what is his name, Bill Maher keeps yeah. saying stuff, you know, like the only words really w- were Bill Maher saying something about how he likes what they're doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then yeah. they show that the car scene. Yeah. Right. And
0: then they show like <laughs> someone smashing in a window or, you know, say, ch- <laughs> down with this bank or. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Yeah. Well, they they can, they always, it, it reminds me of the, the, the media term framing, you know, it's all about how you frame an issue. You, there could be you know, a thousand people at a place, and if you want to show a positive portrayal, you'll show one person who looks really sympathetic and, you know, really well organized. And if you want to show a negative portrayal, you show someone yelling or smashing something,
0: or you know, you show that it looks like there's a thousand people, or you show it looks like there's a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
1: so I am, I am curious to look at that one just to see their portrayal. But, uh, uh, you know, may, maybe I, I want to find someone hey. who.
0: Go watch it with an open mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is both sides of an issue. I mean, there are people who are out there smashing yeah. things. Oh yeah, there are. There are people who are smashing things legally. You know? <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's
1: like <laughs> that's part of what it, that's interesting too is to see if any of uh, my sort of critiques of of the Occupy movement or if anything else will get in there. You know, because uh, it, it's curious to see some of those videos are a mix of completely ridiculous. Uh, Theories and then actual problems that are in in a movement.
0: Well, I mean the difference I would say with, you know, the Occupy movement is it is very out there. It's in public. Yeah. Versus a lot of movements have been secretive. Yeah. And, you know, I mean that's the difference, is this is very much completely and totally in the public space. Yeah.
1: And I think that's part of why they want to make a documentary like this is because, you know, the the only you know, one of the strongest criticism they can bring to it is to, to say it's not really public. You know, because it's so public and out there, you can go to the meetings and see what's happening. That, that really, in order to make these sort of conspiracy claims, they have to say, "Oh, there's someone else who's making it happen." Right? <laughs> someone secretive. <laughs> but uh, you go there and you see what's actually happening.
0: So, all yeah. right. In other news, we talked about this in the past when short. Sharp showers—I actually said that one. Short, mm. sharp showers were an athletic, and uh, then I can't <laughs> say <it. laughs> athletic event. And we were talking about how taking short showers should be um, an Olympic event, <laughs> and apparently, it used to be. Um, after we talked about this, we actually learned that showering was a sport that blossomed in Britain following World War II. But little known these days, its heroes forgotten, its epic high and lows confined to history. Ben Walker, member of the all England short, sharp shower team in 1947, Hmm. looks back on a sport largely unknown in the modern era. Obviously, you know, this is a little tongue in cheek, but um, it's. Conservation doesn't really mean technology, fancy technology, or intricate design. Shorter showers, skipping showers, or gasp, peeing in the shower, are all no-cost options open for all of us to look for. Who are looking to, you know, take care of our precious water resources? So, yeah, look it up. This used to be uh, literally um, a sport. You know, try to take short showers. <laughs> Olympic showering. I, I mean, do you win
1: if you like smell? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe I wonder if the, yeah, that's part of the judging uh, is that if you if you smell clean, then you only took a ten second shower. You know that that's a, that that's an art. Oh, okay, yeah. If you <laughs> that's, go what, in that's what I envision. Yeah, so, like if they all smelling, roll around in the in the mud first, and then they go in there, and yeah, if you're a smelly feller,
0: <laughs> and you go in and you come out. Um, smelling fresh
1: (laughs) yeah okay
0: yeah so
1: all right should we talk about tomatoes
0: i love tomatoes this year i've had a hard time growing them but um here's some tricks yes
1: yeah there are also some uh, plants that love tomatoes too (laughs) uh yeah companion planting is part science and folklore Uh, grouping friendly plants together in the garden uh helps enhance growth Flavor and protects plants from pests. Uh, so here are some companion plants that uh, people uh, can grow with tomatoes in containers. Uh, one is uh, borage. borage. Uh, protects tomatoes from tomato hornworms, which are a serious problem. Now, the, the, re- the scientific research, it has yet to be proven, but uh, it's something that people are using it for. Uh, so it's worth looking into.
0: Um, a couple things are chives. And marigolds. Uh, Marigolds are well known for its quality to repel garden pests. So, usually, you know, grow the marigolds along the edge of your tomato patch. Yeah, and
1: then the pests don't get close enough to find the tomatoes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see some other ones nasturtiums, basil, uh, calendula. Uh, Oh, I didn't know about this one. Uh, Okay, we've got uh, carrots, peppers. Let's see.
0: Yeah, I like basically growing a salsa garden. Yeah. So I'll grow, like, tomatoes, hot peppers, uh, cilantro, or I grow... uh, Parsley grows better, and parsley, actually, when I grow it, it tastes like cilantro a a lot around here because we have the hot weather, so it has that really strong parsley flavor and it tastes almost like cilantro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and if you like uh, onions and garlic uh, in your salsa, that'll work, too. There you go.
0: So... (laughs) Um, you know, how effective companion planting is still up for debate, but we know that when you have one crop, no matter what, if the bugs come into that one crop, they can wipe out that one crop and you have nothing left.
1: Yeah. Cause it makes it easier for them to have a uh, monoculture to eat from.
0: Right. So you if know, you it's have a mix of stuff. It's, you're definitely going to end up with something. Yeah. <laughs> so even if the bugs, and then you can always plant a garden for the bugs and a garden for you, you know? So, um, I have read and talked about this book before on the radio show. Um, We actually got an advanced copy before they published this book. This book is called Reinventing Fire by Amory Lovins and the Rocky Mountain Institute. And, um, you know, we talked about this book, but now the book is available to buy and, Hmm. more importantly, to read. (laughs) Yes. This book... Um, First of all, I want to mention that this book is a pretty wonky book. It's not short and light storytelling. It has a lot of numbers, charts, and real-world examples. So if you just want, like, an overview of things, um, it has that. If you want very detail, it has that. Um, What's really nice is you can go in there and pick something to do with you know your business or organization, and it has that. How to apply? I mean, the concept of reinventing fire is, well, simply, very simply, to completely overhaul our society, how our society produces and uses energy.
1: Mm.
0: Now, the thing about this book is, you know, um, energy is the lifeblood of our society. Energy is the number one and the biggest industry in the world, and in this book. They talk about all the different kinds of problems and more importantly, the ways to fix them. The main thing is, is how to rethink about the whole thing. They've actually sat down there and broke it down into different categories um, like transportation, building, industry, electricity. And um, the thing is, is even the most futuristic, optimistic scenarios in this book are based on things that are possible with current technology. They're they're not talking about some future technology. They're talking about future scenarios yeah. utilizing the technology we have now.
1: Yeah. And that's really important because sometimes people will try to solve things by saying, oh, you know, we'll invent this new form of energy that'll just fix everything. <laughs> and that's a nice idea. But until that happens, we need to plan with what we've got.
0: Right. So, I mean, it talks about how, you know, you can do policy changes and how to start doing things now to Basically, the goal is 2050 to have a complete change on how we utilize energy with this book. And it is intensely good, (laughs) especially if you like charts and like actual, what is it called? Information. Uh, Yeah, information. It's it's (laughs) like, you know, it's not, you know, talking about theoretical. It's not talking about, um, you know, things we could do using future technology. It's like... Here's the technology, let's use it, and here's how to use it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. So that's
1: pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, 15 green projects for under $500. Uh, yes. Yeah. Each week we try to pick a new one to talk about how to, um, well, save energy, make things more greener. So...
1: Yeah, and then the next one is install a programmable thermostat. With an estimated annual savings of $100 and an initial outlay of only about 50 few upgrades pay for themselves as quickly as this one can. And, you know, you program the thermostat, it adjusts your heating and cooling for you, like at certain times of day, uh, so it makes it more efficient and saves money and saves energy. Yeah, I mean, if
0: you turn back the thermostat for one degree for eight hours, um, you know, on a monthly basis, that's 3% less on your bill. Yeah. So just one degree different. So if you're gone for the day, eight hours, and you change it by 10 degrees while you're gone, <laughs> yeah. That's 30% less on your bill.
1: Yeah. And it also lets you keep some of the comfort while getting some energy savings, you know, because some people will just not use it at all. And, you know, uh, that, you know, that does save a lot of energy, but then it could also lead you to be really uncomfortable in your own home. Right. So this lets you save a moderate amount, you know, by just programming it to uh, operate differently when you're not there.
0: Right. Or, you know, at night it might change it or, you know, if you're
1: gone. Yeah. Like if you go to bed at midnight, then you can have it at, you know, 1230. It gets it it starts spending less energy. And then right before you wake up, it kicks back on again.
0: I mean, I know people who they'll turn their air conditioner off while they're gone during the day and then come back and turn it back on. But then it takes like a half hour to cool their place down. So they can program it to you know, you know, not completely shut off. Yeah. To you know, turn back and then you know, um, you know, kick it back on to that cool temperature before they get home. Yeah. So, you
1: know. While they're making their way home, it's making its way up to temperature again. Right.
0: <laughs> Today is Friday, August 10th. The Friday. anniversary of the Smithsonian Institute and the birthday of President Hubert Hoover, the 31st president.
1: <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, coming up, some other holidays, we have uh, Sunday is U.N. International Youth Day.
0: Uh, more important than
1: that, Kool-Aid
0: Days. Yeah, Kool-Aid Days. Yeah, yeah, it's just like <laughs> they probably are. Bec- the U.N. probably picked it because
1: it's Kool-Aid Days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: International Youth Day, they go together.
1: Yes, it's also Vinyl Records, uh, Vinyl Record Day, and the anniversary of the IBM personal computer.
0: More importantly, the anniversary of the sewing machine. <laughs> no, not really, I mean. Monday is National Garage Sale Day and the birthday of Alfred Hitchcock.
1: <laughs> All right, coming up uh, Tuesday is Na- uh, Navajo Nation, the Navajo Code Talkers Day.
0: Wednesday is Best Friends Day and National Relaxation Day and the
1: anniversary of Woodstock. (laughs) I wonder if that's a coincidence or if that's why it's National Relaxation Day. (laughs) Some people can celebrate National Relaxation Day on more than one day a year. (laughs) But, uh, all right, uh, also coming up... uh, Thursday is the anniversary of the harmonic convergence and the anniversary of Elvis Presley's uh, passing.
0: That's that's got to be his conspiracy.
1: Yeah, I wonder. Like, did he like? You know, it wasn't in the same year, though. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, let's get to some happenings. It's also Madonna's birthday on Thursday.
0: Oh wow! Okay, that's important. Oh, that's her full name. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, that's one of the funny things. People think she has only one name. It's uh, Madonna Louise Veronica uh, Sisone Richie. All right. (laughs)
0: Some regular uh, community events this week at Gaia House. The open mic tonight, Friday at 6 p.m. And this week's theme is bad poetry. Share your favorite bad poetry, whether it's your own or someone else's, or maybe a poem about being bad.
1: (laughs) Yes, and then also going on tonight at Gaia House Interfaith Center, we have the Rice and Spice Dinner. And tonight's dinner is the Turkish Iftar Dinner. Uh, this uh, Iftar is the evening meal when Muslims break their fast during the month of Ramadan. And people of all faiths and beliefs are welcome to come to Iftar. Uh, we've celebrated over there at Sky House before, and it was, it was a good time. Uh, looking forward to having all that delicious food and the hospitality coming back there. And it's uh, sponsored by the Intercultural uh, Dialogue Student Association.
0: Some regular community events... Our International Coffee Hour, Fridays from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Northwest Annex Building B. The Friday Night Fair, 6 to 9 p.m. through uh, September 21st. So get out there to the town square tonight, should be really nice and cool. Um, let's see, Campfire Programs, Crab Orchard Wildlife Refuge, Saturday, August 11th at 7 p.m. Bring a chair and some marshmallows and join the park ranger for an educational program on Southern Illinois wildlife. The campfire program happens at Crab Orchard Campground.
1: So. Yeah, it's also coming up. Habitat for Humanity is coming up. Uh, they'll be working on Saturday at 2035 Hortense Street in Murfreesboro from 8 a.m. until noon.
0: Also, 8 a.m. till noon is the Friday. Uh, Friday. <laughs> Saturday. I was going to try to rhyme. Yeah. So, Saturday, Farmer's Market from 8 until noon. And that's on the west side of town. And from noon until 1 p.m., the Vigil for Peace at the corner of Maine and Illinois, sponsored by the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois.
1: Yes, and there's also a special Peace Coalition event coming up. It's the Hiroshima Nagasaki Commemoration. Uh, This is the 67th anniversary of the first use of nuclear weapons at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois will be hosting a commemoration on Sunday, uh, beginning with a potluck supper at 5.30 p.m. at the Church of the Good Shepherd. Uh, This is at 5.15 South Orchard Drive in Carbondale. There will be a brief program that will follow the supper, and at 6.45, uh, Reverend Susan Cox will lead a commemoration ceremony. And the public is welcome to attend. For more information, you can call Georgia Ann Hartzog at six one eight five two one four two three nine. 521 4239
0: Recovery Discovery, Tuesday, August 14th at 3.30 p.m. Helplessness is not hopelessness, is the motto of Recovery Discovery, a help, self-help group for learning how to adapt to and overcome stress. We may feel helpless at times, but this cognitive behavioral model we practice gives us hope. Come and try out this technique on Tuesdays at 3.30 p.m. in the air-conditioned Fox Den downstairs at Gaia House, 913 South Illinois. For more information, you can contact Marine Pile. well, M-E-T-A-N-O-I-A, underscore marine at gmail.com if you would like to receive our newsletter one of the things is we do have newsletter extras this one is staying connected may be worth more to young people than a set of wheels Hmm. i thought cars were like a complete requirement for everybody to be in america but they've got new studies that say staying connected you know with smart devices and you know your friends are more important than having a car nowadays <laughs> yeah so if you would like to get our newsletter um info at your community dot org, I will see you again on the radio in a couple weeks or three weeks yeah, i'll be gone for a couple weeks so
1: three weeks but i will uh, see you again here on the radio next week i All will right. still be here have a good time until then and hopefully during then too